Hi everyone, welcome back to Oxcord Chronicles. Hope everyone had a good winter break, and it's a very special episode this week, uh, featuring my dad. So, welcome. Hey Nate, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Phil. So I've been bugging Nate to, to do this show for quite a while. <laughs> so, this is a show on the history of punk. Um, I was born in the early 60s, so when I was a, a teenager in high school, punk was the big thing. So I, I grew up with this, so it's a big thing for me. And it was a big influence on my musical taste, so going back and researching this was very nostalgic. Cool, yeah. So before we start playing songs, what really is punk? So of course punk's a musical genre, but it's not just a genre. There's also a distinctive look and attitude associated with the movement. So punk music is characterized by high energy, minimal production, shortened songs with simple guitars with only like three to four chords. It's, it's pretty simple stuff, but it's not necessarily about the complexity of the music. Rather, it's about the emotion that it evokes in the listener and in the performer. So stereotypical punk look is mostly torn t-shirts held together by safety pins, leather, plastic spikes, sometimes with a bondage theme, and later even mohawks and liberty spikes were in fashion. So the main tenets of punk include protest and rebellion against the norms of society, including government corporations, fashion, and music. And many of the punk songs that we'll be playing today address big social issues such as the U.S. intervention in the Middle East and unemployment, social unrest, the list goes on. So in terms of origins, the early days of punk seem to have developed as a reaction to what was considered rock in the early 70s, like so groups like Simon and Garfunkel, mm -hmm. you know, which isn't really rock. Uh, and then also um, people were getting fed up with like the overly elaborate heavy metal bands mm -hmm. like Deep Purple. With, yeah, like prog rock. Yeah, like drum solos, organ solos, yeah. guitar solos, you know by people that really couldn't play that well. And a lot of groups had a desire to return to just a more stripped down, kind of simplified uh, type of music. Um, the classic sound of punk with the, the, the fast downstrum power chords, um, actually I was surprised to learn this, apparently came from Led Zeppelin, hmm. particularly the song Communication Breakdown. So if you listen to that song, just imagine it played by bad musicians and yeah. it's a punk song. So. Due to the controversy surrounding Led Zeppelin, we will not be playing the song, but um, yeah, just look it up if you want to listen. Yeah. So contrary to popular belief, punk rock did not actually come out of the UK, it came out of the US. Hmm. So the early influences uh, seem to have started at the CBGB club in New York, where groups such as Television, the New York Dolls, and the Ramones performed, uh, and influenced artists such as Patti Smith and Blondie. Earlier influences that influenced them include The Doors, uh, one of Nate's favorite groups, Velvet Underground, uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, and MC5. So those are kind of interesting. Yeah. And just as an aside, I, I find it interesting that some of the groups involved, like Blondie, did not go down the punk path, um, despite being very closely involved, in, and instead they went down yeah, the, the New, new wave, wave path. Which, which is, is a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah, New Wave is potentially an offshoot of punk itself, but that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the New York Dolls were not actually a punk band. They were a glam rock band, but they had like a, a flamboyant, uh, youthful angst that clearly influenced uh, later punk bands. Punk bands uh, and the songs clearly influenced the Sex Pistols. Also, their manager, or someone who managed them for a couple of weeks, Malcolm McLaren, later went on to manage the Sex Pistols and was a, a big figure in the punk scene. Cool. So here is 
personality crisis by the New York Dolls. Enjoy.
So another famous precursor to the punk rock movement would have to be the band Television, and specifically their bassist and singer Richard Heil, who popularized the, the punk rock look that we know today with cropped and ragged hair, ripped t-shirts, leather jackets, and just the associated visual style. So here's one of their hit songs, Blank Generation, and fun fact, Malcolm McLaren actually told the Sex Pistols to write a song just like this. So enjoy. Blank Generation by television. So in 1975, Malcolm McLaren returned to London and started up a clothing store that became very, very trendy in London on King's Road. And he he took the fashions of the New York Dolls and Richard Heil and combined them and created what is essentially viewed as the particularly the British punk fashion. People who like regularly went to his shop was a band called The Strand that Malcolm had been Malcolm McLaren had been managing. Uh, and then in August they were looking for a new lead singer, another frequent attendee, Johnny Rotten. <laughs> auditioned for the job and won it and they renamed the group guess what the sex pistols 
right? And they did their first gig on the 6th of November, 1975, and soon it attracted a, a dedicated following. The next year, 1976, the Ramones played in London at the Roundhouse, which was attended by members of the Sex Pistols, the Clash, and the Damned, and kicked off what we now think of as the punk era. Cool. So the song that we'll be playing next is Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. In 1976, the, the three main punk groups in the UK were the Sex Pistols, the Clash, and the Damned, uh, but none of them were particularly successful. That changed when the Sex Pistols appeared on a live TV show and used some fruity language that shocked the nation, and of course <laughs> they developed a big following from then on, and they were the face of punk music in the, in the 70s. So next we're going to play the Sex Pistols' first single, which is called Anarchy in the UK. At the time this was written, the UK was not a fun place. The, the coal mines and the steel factories were being closed. There was very high unemployment. There was trash piling up on the streets because of uh, strikes. And there were protests because of the strikes and the trash piling up. So it was not a good time. Yeah. There were also, um, there was the civil war in Ireland going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the song, you'll hear reference the IRA and the UDA. Ooh. So IRA is the Irish Republican Army. Mm -hmm. And the UDA is the Ulster Defense Association, which are the paramilitary arms of the, the, the two parties. Okay. So the song is actually quite reflective of those times. A quick note, quick note on the lyrics. Um, he uses the term antichrist, which some people might not <laughs> yeah, like. And funny. even the Sex Pistols didn't like it, apparently. Ooh, but really? it's the only word he'd come up with that rhymed with anarchist. anarchist so anarchist. They, they stuck with it. <laughs> anyway, here is the Sex Pistols with Anarchy in the UK. Mm 
Cool. Enjoy. While the Sex Pistols read about things that were wrong with society, The Clash and Contrast asked what we were going to do about these problems. And so here's The White Riot by The Clash.
So the damned were the third of the main pump groups of the 70s, uh, and they had more of a sense of humor in their approach. Here is New Rose by The Damned, which was actually the very first true punk single released in Britain. Is she really going out with him? a band we've talked about previously on the show. So members of the Buzzcocks attended a Sex Pistols concert in London and invited them to play at a free trade hall in Manchester. That concert was attended by members of what would become the Smiths, the Fall, and Joy Division. The joke is that every person that attended this event started a band, even though there's only 30 people who attended this event. <laughs> so here is Ever Fall in Love by the Buzzcocks.
So the next few songs have no real historical significance uh, to punk. They're just songs that I remember uh, and enjoyed. The first one is a, a goofy song that I remember liking after hearing it on the John Peel radio show. So he had like at the time an edgy radio show on Sunday nights and he was known for playing new songs from not yet famous artists. Mm -hmm. uh, the BBC actually tried to stop him playing any punk music because they heard it was bad, but it obviously didn't stop him. Mm -hmm. This is Sa Plan Pour Moi, which is That's Enough For Me in French by Plastic Bertrand. It's in French, but it's basically a song about getting drunk, drinking whiskey with his cat, meeting a cute woman who drank beer and getting a hangover. I was going to say this is the only Belgian singer that Nate will feature on the show, but he actually had one on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, this is <laughs> Sa Plan Pour Moi by Plastic Bertrand. Sur mon lit à bouffer sa langue en buvant Prends mon whisky quant à moi Peu dormi, vie, débris Mais j'ai dû dormir dans la gouttière Où j'ai eu un flash Ouh En quatre couleurs Allez hop, un matin Une louloute est venue chez moi Poupée de cellophane, cheveux chinois Un sparadrap, une gueule de bois A bu ma bière dans un grand verre Another band we're going to play is Stiff Little Fingers, one of my dad's favorites. So this song is actually a protest about life under martial law. So, so the group is based in Northern Ireland, 
and they sing about Ulster, which is the historical area that includes all of Northern Ireland and some of the Republic of Ireland, where all of the troubles were. So it's basically um, singing about how um, they're fed up with life under martial law. There's nothing to do, nothing to buy, and they have no future. So good song, but not a fun message. Okay, this is Alternative Ulster by Stiff Little Fingers. Little Fingers, the band we just played, were from Northern Ireland, and they had a friendly little rivalry with a similar band from the Republic of Ireland called The Undertones. So here is our favorite undertone song, Teenage Cakes, which apparently was John Peel's favorite song of all time, so much that he had the opening line, Teenage Dreams So Hard to Beat, engraved on his headstone. Here is Teenage Cakes by The Undertones. <laughs> She was mad, she looks so good I wanna hold her, wanna hold her 
song is from one of my favorite bands of all time, The Jam. I have a particular fondness for them because they were the first real band that I saw in concert uh, in 1979 at Cardiff University. Uh, we sneaked into the bar for a drink. I was legal, by the way, yeah. legal back then. Uh, sneaked into a bar for a drink um, and we were having a drink with the warm-up band uh, who turned out to be Whitesnake. So they'd only formed about two weeks before and weren't famous at the time. Anyway, here is In the City by The Jam, which is not my favorite song by them, but it, it is punky. Cool.
Like many musical trends, punk started to die off once the 80s hit. There are a few reasons. Social conditions got much better by the 80s, and people were less angry, and many of the musicians in the punk bands wanted to become more proficient. So many of the musicians in the punk bands wanted to try out new things and experiment more. This led to new musical genres such as new wave and ultimately later grunge. Many bands were strongly influenced by the punk scene, such as Blondie, The Cure, Sushi and the Banshees, and led to the formation of new wave music. The structure of early new wave music was still punk, but overall the feel was much happier and even danceable at times. So here's a little sampler of punk-inspired music from the 80s, being Susie and the Banshees' Hong Kong Garden and one of my favorite songs of all time, Boys Don't Cry by The Cure.
punk music did live on with groups such as the Dead Kennedys, X, and Black Flag developing a later harsher style known as hardcore. And on a more mainstream level, there are still a lot of commercially successful punk bands, especially in the early 2000s, such as Green Day, Blink-182, and The Offspring. So here is one of our favorites, Welcome to Paradise by Green Day.
Even though punk lost popularity towards the end of the 70s and early 80s, that does not mean that punk isn't still around, like the songs we played earlier. And punk's still around even to this day. Popular band Idols from the UK is a great example of how punk has lasted through decades. And they've been releasing a lot of albums lately, some really solid tracks on there. And here's the song Grounds from their record Ultramano from 2020. So yeah, enjoy. You will not catch me staring at the sun Not sucking on a dum-dum, not turning round to run No hallelujahs and no kingdom comes So you will not catch me staring at the sun So to end the episode, I want to give a thank you to my dad for being on the show. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, and it was very welcome. So to end, here is another song from, in my opinion, the greatest punk band of all time, the Sex Pistols. This is Pretty Vacant, which is the song that I mentioned earlier that was inspired by television's Blank Generation. Cool. So yeah, enjoy this song, and if you're interested in being on the show, just reach out to me over Instagram DM or text me if you know me.
and enjoy. Thanks for listening.